Yo! Fuck your Christmas! Motherfuck your Hanukkah! Your Kwanzaa! Your Las Posadas! Your, 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 your Chinese New Year! Whatever it is you're celebrating right now, fuck it! Whiskey Sick Podcast, episode 93. All up in your ass, and most importantly, motherfuck the Dallas Cowboys, you bitch ass motherfuckers, you. Hit them with that theme music. While she's on the side, hating faded lane on the pavement, wasting all of my patience. Come on, you gotta go. go ahead, put your bad self. You gotta get up. I'm back, but I'm Welcome, 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 all you dirty-ass, nasty-ass, sadistic-ass motherfuckers, you. Merry Christmas, motherfuckers. It's Christmas Eve. Um, I know I started the show with a little intro, uh, venting a little frustration. Um, it's been a rough sports year for your boy, Moody Hank. Um, the fuck it, it's been a last... Uh, the, uh, it's been a bad uh, three decades of sports for your boy Moody Hank. Um, if you notice, I didn't come on here when we beat the shit out of the Rams. I didn't come on here ticket tape parading, rioting, looting, turning cars over, starting fucking dumpster fires and shit like that. I didn't do that. I'm growing. This is a sign of growth. I did that after... I can't even remember the last win, man. Before before we beat the Rams ass. I don't even remember the last time we won. But I didn't come on here. Because I knew. I knew. That shit was, was false. That was like a, a bleeding Virgin of Mary statue. And shit ain't real. It's, it's not the, the Shroud of Turan or whatever the fuck that shit is. I knew it. I knew it was false prophecies. False gods, false deities. I knew it was all bullshit. I knew. I knew that D-Boys team wasn't going to show up on Sunday to play the motherfucking Eagles. I knew that shit. I knew we were going to take the motherfucking L. The worst part is they scored 17 fucking points. They sucked too. And we still couldn't beat their ass. All we did all year was fuck fat Bettys. That's it. All the little bad Bettys that came wiggling their little asses our way, we couldn't get our motherfucking Peters up. 
We couldn't chub up for the life of us to fuck the bad baddies, the good teams that came rolling through. No. We chub up with a little some, some fucking chubby chasing shit. We out here chubby chasing. Popping fucking boners for, for, the, for the big ladies. And when the supermodel little dime pieces come rocking around, the little Instagram hoes came walking around, we couldn't chub up. Bunch of weak ass, soft ass motherfucking team. Bet they fucked their spouses through the fucking pee hole of their boxers. All them D-boys. Brushed their teeth with their eyes closed. They probably pumped Lizzo in the motherfucking locker room. Before games. And then take turns on her. Motherfuckers lost to the goddamn Eagles. Soft ass motherfuckers. But. I will tell you this. We still ticker taping. We still got the ticker tape parade set up for next week, motherfuckers. Next Monday, a week from yesterday, we will be ticker taping. We will be taking to the streets. We will be looting and rioting. Tell me, uh, it's the 90 streets of the 90. Uh, you know what the fuck I was. Shit, I'm fucking high, homies. I was going to bust out into some fucking uh, sublime shit. Tell me where were you? I've been hitting that pen, man. I got a re-up yesterday. I got that granddaddy purple indica vape pen killing me. Went back and got me a half half ounce of that fucking uh, Gorilla Glue hybrid. Got the flower back, man. I'm zipped. I'm zipped for Christmas, homie. You know where the fuck to find me. Just look up. You need to find me. Just look up, homies. I'm, I'm floating. Cloud surfing, motherfuckers. Because that's all I can do. But the point was is that we're going to be firing Jason Garrett a week from yesterday. So in the end, we win. We finally win. And we're either going to, we're probably going to have Urban Meyer. More than likely, Urban Meyer's coming. I feel good about that. Uh, I kind of like that a little more than Lincoln Riley because Lincoln Riley doesn't know how to uh, coach defense worth a fuck if you've seen any of his college teams play. Uh, uh, but, you know, either way, I- I'll-, I'll take either anybody. I- I'll take whoever the fuck is listening to this goddamn podcast. First of all, I know you're a sick, filthy-ass motherfucker. I know you probably don't have children because I'd be cussing up a goddamn storm. If you have a Betty, she probably doesn't like you. She's probably uh, smashing out uh, the Amazon guy, Amazon position. If you listen to this here podcast. But fuck it, I'd take you. I'd take you, whoever the fuck you are, over Jason motherfucking Garrett. At least you'd be smart enough, I hope, to just say, I don't know shit. Y'all homies run this shit. I'll stand over here with the clipboard and the headphones on. But even I, I can call better timeouts. Did you see how the NFL, this reminded me, did you see how the NFL tried to fuck us in that Rams game too? They They tried to fuck us. Before the game even started. Did you see them fuck up the coin toss? Now they have to have special rules. These these fucking refs are so motherfucking bad. I told y'all last week. These motherfuckers are too old to be in NFL. That fucking ref that fucked up the coin toss with Dak. And he said, kick. And uh, I want to defend this side of the field. And then he said he deferred. Who gives a fuck? You knew goddamn well what the fuck he was saying. And then you tried to take both kickoffs. Kick, kickoffs. Kick coughs, kick cocks. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. You tried to take them both away from us. 
you wild him for that. And then we find out this is his 66th year refing. This dude couldn't get a job as a greeter at motherfucking Walmart. And he's a fucking referee in NFL. This dude can't even hold a driver's license no more. They don't let this motherfucker drive anymore. It's like that South Park, sorry, South Park episode. Every episode, I got a South Park episode refer- reference. Every Whiskey Sick podcast episode, I have a South Park episode reference. The Great Graying or, or whatever, where all the fucking senior, senior citizens are like Christine, that, that uh, Stephen King novel. They start running over people and their cars be traveling up like fucking skyscrapers and running into people while they're fucking doing their taxes and shit. That's this motherfucker. They took his driver's license away. He's out here refing motherfucking games. That's some crazy shit. Clearly. And then they say we can't interfere. I had two hours. Two hours up until halftime. They didn't announce that the Cowboys were actually getting the kickoff until after halftime. The whole time I was fucking pissed, homies. You know how the fuck I do. I had two hours to sit here and get fucked by the rest. I was like, they got two hours to fuck us? And they're still going to do it. They're not going to make things right. But they made things right. I don't know. This dude, Walt Anderson, that's the referee's name. Been a referee since 1966. It's time to take up a post at the fucking Walmart doors, homie. Uh, Ball paste aisle six type shit. You you gotta give this shit up. You fucking up. They have to do. They have to review the kickoffs now. That's some. That's some next level fuckery right there. But regardless, we still beat the Rams' ass. Hollow victory. I knew it was. I wasn't celebrating, homies. Kind of was my Super Bowl because we got our asses beat when it really mattered last year in the playoffs. By the Rams. By the way, I'm sipping on some some Bailey's. Pumpkin spice Baileys and some coffee. I, I, I'm, I'm doing it right right now, homies. Last night I had the spiked eggnog, the rum, or the rum and eggnog. We just, we just fucking, whatever you're doing, homies. Hopefully you're not working on a Christmas Eve, Christmas. If you are, man, sucks for you. Um, the D-Boys are done. They've been done. I know there's still a fucking uh, a week left where they could technically. I don't want it. I, I, I ain't even talking shit, homies, when I tell you I really hope the Cowboys lose. To the Redskins, and I hope the Eagles lose too. And then the Cowboys still have the chance to get in, and they still fucking lose. I'm like Stephen A. Stephen A. Smith. I want the Cowboys to really. I want it to burn. I want it to sting. I want it to burn like Usher girl. I want to feel that shit all motherfucking year, like a sadomasochistic. Is that is that what that shit is? Like a dominatrix when they when they beat the shit out of you, you like pain and shit. That's how I want it to be. I want the cowboys to feel that shit. I want it to burn, motherfucker. I swear, there's no point. There's no point to going into the playoffs. The Eagles either, because they're gonna get their asses fucking eight, homies. 69 style from behind, doggy style eight. Bend over all fours, get your ass eight from behind type eight. That's what the Eagles are gonna do. Whether they play the Seahawks or the Niners, they getting eight. Chopsticks, sporks, bibs, Dixie cups, it's all coming out, homies. They getting their asses eight. And ain't no different for the D-Boys if they made the playoffs somehow either. I ain't taking them to be- I'm taking them to beat two two people. Nothing and not a damn thing. That's what the fuck. We ain't buying that shit. We canceling after that seven-day trial period on both the Eagles and the D-Boys winning a motherfucking playoff game. We ain't buying it, homies. We just window shopping. I don't know what the fuck you doing. 
No soliciting. Try next door type shit. Zeke's pops is going. Uh, I knew we were fucked when, when y'all hear about this. Uh, Zeke's dad had like some kind of, uh, I don't know, some creature from like um, Lion Witch in the wardrobe or some shit <laughs> in in his house. It was like some kind of. Uh, I was gonna say Sphinx, a lynx, not a Sphinx. He ain't Egyptian. It was like a little bobcat or some shit on some Siegfried and Roy type shit. He had like a little baby lion in there in his pad, and it got loose and like attacked a dog in the neighborhood and shit and they hit him up with like 15 fucking felonies no bullshit they they hit zeke's dad zekiel elliott they hit his pops like right before the game like a couple days before the game with a bunch of felonies for owning a wild ass animal that got loose and like attacked motherfuckers that's some crazy this dude running a zoo or some shit that's that shit's gonna eat his ass up But I saw I knew shit was already off right then and there. I knew Zeke wasn't going to be fucked. And Zeke wasn't even that bad this weekend. We just do the same thing. We only give him the ball 13 dimes. You know what they fucking, their game plan was? Uh, uh, Dak Prescott didn't, pre- uh, didn't practice all week long with a fucked up shoulder. What, what's their genius plan? Make him throw it 44 fucking times. And when he wasn't overthrowing motherfuckers, he was hitting them dead in the hands for touchdowns and they were dropping them. Amari Cooper, you soft, homie. Get your fucking thread counts up. Your, your threat count is at, at, at fucking see-through. Not even that 100 threat count. That Ikea threat count. That Big Lots threat count. You ain't even at that. You want some swap meat threat count, homeboy. Get that shit home and there's already holes in it type threat count. This dude fucking running off the field. Zeke running off the field after a couple runs, man. You soft motherfuckers. You'd have to drag my ass, Literally. They'd have to call all their timeouts just to take me out of the motherfucking game. They'd have to create a scene. They'd have to send me to the fucking locker rooms. Straight jacket me to drag me off that motherfucking field. When the big plays are there, Amari Cooper's on the motherfucking sidelines. It's some crazy shit. And then and then uh, Garrett comes out and says that it was, you know, Kellen Moore and all this shit. No, it's you, homie. You let him take them out the motherfucking game? On the biggest plays, the biggest drives of the game? I know Amari was out there getting his ass ate. All fucking game. I mean, when he's not at home, he's getting his ass ate. He, he this dude's, this dude's, you know, he, he's into that, that fucking, that getting it eaten in at, at, at visitors' house. He, he wants, to, he wants to go someplace new. He needs new settings to be excited. Amari ain't shit. I'm telling you right now, we should blow this whole shit up. I ain't even bullshitting you. This ain't, this ain't. I've had days. I've had weeks. I've had the entire season to think about this shit. I wouldn't sign Cooper back. I would not. I don't give a fuck if we gave a first round up. He has like three good games all year long and and you're like, holy shit, he's the greatest. And then he disappears for half the season. This dude hasn't had 40 yards receiving in like five weeks. The fuck is that? Demarcus Lawrence. Cut his motherfucking ass. I'd release him. You paid him $100 million for four sacks? This motherfucker don't even breathe on the motherfucking quarterback no more. The hot boys, you ain't heard that bullshit no more. Obviously, the D-boys listen to the motherfucking podcast because I said get rid of that shit. Y'all the fuck boys. That's what y'all need. Y'all need some fuck boy chains. A little chain, a little little gold chain with a, a, a man bent over. Uh, heels to head. Heels to head, Amazon style, getting his ass ate. Y'all wear that shit around. Make a little fucking Paul Wall grill of it. Doggy style, getting eaten from behind, that kind of shit. Because that's all y'all doing, getting your ass eat every motherfucking week. Soft ass motherfucking defense. 
Well, I, I promised myself I wasn't going to make this whole shit about the D-Boys. Fuck the motherfuck the D-Boys. I mean that from the bottom of my motherfucking nuts. Now, come next year, as in the day after the Super Bowl, I will be yip-yapping, skip-scapping, gum-bumping, uh, uh, lip-smacking, teeth-clacking up a motherfucking storm. So don't worry about that. I'm just done for this year. Unless we get into the playoffs somehow and then I come back and start talking about how we're going to be in the fucking Super Bowl. We'll save that for if it happens. Um, you know, I'm going to go into fight talk from here. I, I, there was some more shit to, to, to talk about in the NFL, but I'm already reaching that 20-minute period, and I, I didn't want to go on a fucking 30-minute D-boy rant. And, and I didn't even plan to even talk about the D-boys that much. And it, they, they just fire me up, homies. They just fire me up. Uh, I've, been, I've, been, I've been getting fucking torched all goddamn year. All my teams fucking suck, man. All of them. Every single one of them. The Pelicans, y'all, if you listen to the cast, you know how you know how wrong I've been about them the last two years. I didn't learn from my mistake last year when I said they were going to be in the finals after starting 4-0. I picked them to be, you know, you know, in the conference finals this year, too. And uh, they, can, they can't buy a motherfucking win. They finally had a 13-game losing streak. And it doesn't sound like uh, Zion's going to be playing this year. So it is what it is. Angels suck, even though we got Rendon. We're going to see about that, but we didn't do nothing about pitching. Still don't have a pitching staff, so we're going to probably lose another 90 games there. Uh, my Ducks suck. And y'all know about the D-Boys. So, yeah, it's a, it's a bad, it's been a bad, like, three decades, really, uh, of sports. I'll never see a sports, an uh, NBA uh, championship. Pelicans will never win an NBA championship. Um, there'll probably be some other team by the time that happens. Um... Angels, they could do it, but they don't have pitching. But they they have the resources to do it. The D boys, they'll never fucking do it. It's over, man. You gotta blow that shit up. Unless you you really bring somebody. In. Fuck the you know fuck the D boys. I said fuck fuck it. I'm I'm moving on here. UFC 245, 245. We got a lot to motherfucking talk about here. If y'all saw this, I'm a little late getting back on here. Um, UFC 245 was a motherfucking banger. Was a motherfucking banger. Um, it was so satisfying to see Colby Covington get his motherfucking jaw broke. Jaw broken. You know he wasn't sucking those little Trump dicks after that fucking fight, was he? Little motherfucker with his ha- mouth hanging wide open. Couldn't close that shit. That Trump dick wasn't fitting in that motherfucker. Wasn't going to stay in it at least. And little bitty baby balls. I didn't see him gurgling and, and splashing that nut all over that Trump nut all his, all over his face after that fight. I saw his bitch ass high tailing it. I I was impressed though. You, you see Kobe Covington after the they announced the winner, uh, you know, raised Usman's hand. He le- literally sprinted all the way to the back. He had that much cardio left in his tank that he could sprint all the way to the back after five brutal, brutal rounds. I ain't even I ain't even clowning Kobe Covington on that. He he showed up. He banged. Uh, he earned my respect as a fighter, not as a motherfucking man. He's still a, 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 a chauncey ass motherfucker. Soft. He, he's that. He's that. D, he'd be a, if he was in the NFL. He'd be a D boy. You'd be Chavez Jr. ass motherfucker. Chavez Jr. the motherfucking D boy of boxing. How about that shit? Wait until I get into your ass, Chavez Jr. Y'all the same. Y'all the same breed. Y'all cut from the same forty thread count cloth. Covington dipping, but I was impressed, homie. You had you had some cardio, even you were running sprints after a five round fight. That's impressive, homeboy. I'll give you that shit. Um, that's about all I'll give you. These motherfucking nuts on your forehead. That shit was beautiful when Usman finished him in that fifth round. And 
all you sorry ass motherfuckers that said that shit was early. Stopped early. He got dropped three fucking times with bombs and was face down, ass up, straight up, uh, 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 doggy style getting his ass ate. D-Boy's position on the motherfucking mat eating hammer fists, whether they were to the back of the head, the side of the head, underneath the armpit, it didn't matter. He was getting bombed on. His jaw was fucking broken. It was hanging off the hinges type shit. Uh, it looked like a, a fucking picture hanging off the frame type shit. His jaw was fucked up. And you wanted him to keep taking? You wanted him to take another minute of getting beat up after he'd already been dropped on his ass, sat down three times in that round? You're crazy. That was a great stoppage. Saved his motherfucking ass. Saved his ass, really. Some serious beating. There was still 55 seconds left in the fight. He wasn't going to get up from that. Uh, he got his ass sat down. Now, Colby Covington, man. He, he looked good early on. I mean, his hand speed is real good. He throws these really crazy looping loop uh, uh, power shots, uh, like overhand lefts because he's southpaw. They're, they're, he, he throws them at a good angle that sneak in up over the guard. He, he rocked Usman several times, but you could definitely see there was a difference in the power level. Even though Covington was able to kind of stun Usman a couple times throughout that fight, it was always after a barrage of punches. Usman was doing it with single shots, and every time he landed even a jab, you could just see it like shake uh, uh, Covington's entire body. There was a couple times he got hit, and you could see it in his eyes. That's how you know. You could see it in his eyes. It was like a, a slightly worried look that you get that you just can't hide. It's like getting hit with a liver shot. You just can't hide it when your face grimaces after a second, after your body takes it in for a minute, and then you go down. Usman, look, that was the most, that was the ugliest most awkward, effective, brutal striking I have ever seen. It, was, it You look at Usman and you're like, this dude, he, he's, he's, he's stiff. He's not slow, really, but he's not quick. Not like, not like Covington was, but his punches are long, and they got fucking steam behind him. And he, the good thing about uh, Usman being a wrestler, he sticks. He doesn't try to throw huge combinations. He throws ones, one twos, and sometimes a three. And he throws them really well. So he sticks to a couple real basic punches and combinations. And he sticks to them. And they're so effective for him. He was ripping the body. That was where he started paying off when he was ripping Covington to the gut with that straight from the southpaw stance. Is he always a southpaw? He was mixing it up. I don't know what his natural stance is. But he was landing that left hand from the southpaw stance to the body like a hammer fist to his to Colby's gut. And uh, it was hurting him. It was hurting Colby. Um... That was started turning the tide, and then when he was landing straight lefts, he broke his jaw in like the third round. In between rounds, Kobe was like, he, uh, uh, my, I broke my jaw. No, he broke your jaw, homeboy. He broke your jaw with them motherfucking fists. But it was nip-tuck. I had it I had it three to one, and that doesn't mean it's a clo it, it wasn't a close fight. You could have all five rounds to somebody and it still have been a very close fight. Every single round, highly contested. Um, I think it was the first round I gave Kobe. After that, I had I had Usman winning it, and especially, okay, and even if you say the decision was fucked up, there's no way, because even the last judge had it 2-2, two to two. so even going into that fifth round, and even if you thought that the ending was too quick, if you're a, a, a Covington nut hugger, and you're saying it got stopped prematurely, and, and, and he was going to walk away with the, with the victory, no, he wasn't, one judge had it 3-1 to one for Covington, one had it 3-1, to which I don't know how that happens, one had it 3-1 to one for Usman, which is more likely, and one had it 2-2, so it came down to the ref who had it 2-2, which I could see, 
So going into that fifth round, even if Kobe gets up, that's a 10-8, almost a 10-7 round. He got dropped three times. He wasn't going to win that round. He was going to still lose the fight by two rounds, at least, if not three, by giving up getting, giving up a 10-8, 10-7 round. There's no way that's not a 10-8 round. With 55 seconds left, that's a 10-8 round. So he was going to lose the decision no matter what, whether they stopped it. So that 55 seconds saved his motherfucking ass. Um but Kobe was effective. I was surprised neither one wanted to try to take it down. I guess it was that much of a grudge match. They wanted to prove. Uh, if Usman fights that way against, uh, I'm assuming he's going to fight Street Cheeses next. If he fights that way against uh, Masvidal and it's just strictly stand-up, that's the only way that Masvidal can win. He'll, he'll hit him with some, some switch-step stuff. He'll hit him with some shots that he, he's not going to see coming. He's going to get outclassed on his feet. I know he only has to land one or two of his own, but it's going to be hard for him. If Usman gets back to the Usman before he fought Kobe Covington and gets those takedowns like he did against Woodley and wears him out, he's going to wear Street Jesus' ass out. He's going to dominate. If he, if he keeps good, I hope Usman doesn't go the route of every other big-time wrestler who, ha, who finds some, you know, the Rashad Evans of the world, um, the, the, the Tyron Woodleys of the world, they knock a couple people out, they have a good show, a couple good showings on their feet, and then all of a sudden they forget all about their wrestling and they just want to stand and bang. I hope Usman doesn't go that fucking route. I hope he gets back to his wrestling. If he does that, he'll, he'll dominate Masvidal. There's no way Masvidal can stay on his feet. You've seen him. That's his, that's his, he's not whack off his back. Um, he's just, he just can't get up. He does, has no takedown defense when it comes to these really high, high-level wrestlers. And so uh, that, that's a bad – so hopefully – but that's a, good, that's a good matchup. That's what you got to do. Um, Covington's still going to be in the mix. He's going to be out for a while with that job, probably a year again. He just doesn't fight enough, too. This was his first fight in over a year. So um, he's, he impressed me in the ring, man. He's a, he, I mean, he went two – basically three rounds with a broken jaw. Still didn't want the fight to be jo- uh, stopped. He was landing bombs throughout the entire fight. Um, if, if he would have tried to mix in some takedowns, who knows how that could have turned out for him. If either one of them had tried to do that. Uh, but great fucking fight. My God, that was that was a dope fight. That was one of the better um, 170. And I thought this had the potential to be really, really boring. Clinching each other, trying to get these takedowns, stalemates. Um, and, and I was completely fucking wrong with that fight. That fight was, uh, w- w- was easily the fight of the night. One of the fights of the year. Um Let's see, what else did we have? Max Holloway, uh, Alexander Volkanovsky. I didn't think there was, you know, people who thought, you know, Max won. No way. The only question I thought at the end of that fight was, was it 5-0? I gave Max Holloway the very last round because he was moving forward and Alexander looked like he was just taking a victory lap, trying not to, you know, get caught with anything stupid because he knew he was up. After the fight, he said he didn't know that he was up. Uh, That doesn't make sense to me the way he fought that last round because he literally gave it to Max Holloway. Um... Volkanovsky's the truth. Now, I said very high, you know, very, you know, he could definitely do it. And I said Jermaine Durandamy could do it. And if I had to choose one for the upset of the night, I chose Durandamy, who almost knocked Amanda Nunez out with an upkick uh, and looked good on her feet. Outclass, not outclass, but definitely uh, uh, got the better of Amanda Nunez on the feet. Um, but Alexander Volkanovsky, I thought he definitely could do it. it this wasn't a surprise at all. Um, after, after he beat Chad Mendez the way he beat Tra- Chad Mendez, Chad Mendez is a tough motherfucker. You saw all the punishment he took from Aldo and never went out. Um, he guys, he was dominating Conor McGregor before he got caught and was, you know, gassed, you know, cause he took the fight on, you know, two weeks notice. Um, then Volk, Volkanovski out points, basically out kickboxes Jose Aldo, sending him down to 125, um, or 135 rather, um, 
you know, he's, he's got hands, man. He's got crazy leg kicks. This dude used to be 240 pounds as a rugby player. And he's like five foot, like four. And he was 240 pounds. That's crazy. All kinds of juice. Y'all be, if that ain't, if, if USADA ain't knocking at this dude's door every week, come on, man. 240 fucking pounds. You seen the pictures of this fucking guy? Crazy. Little mini Hulk. But his hands are, are, are fucking excellent, man. He, he puts them together well, and he uses leg kicks. The leg kicks dominated Max Holloway. That was the tail of the tape right there. Max had his moments. Um, he, he always, you know, I don't think he controlled the distance as well in this fight. He, didn't, he wasn't able to stay on the outside as much as he would have liked to. Um, he took just too much damage with those legs. He's very good switching stances when he, into southpaw stance in the middle of combinations or while he's countering. When he's forced to stay at southpaw position for long periods of time like he was because of the leg damage to his front leg at, at the orthodox stance he doesn't look very good uh his head his, he's completely different his stance is completely different when he's in that orthodox stance he's really crouched low which i think you know kind of brings your head down to level of people who are shorter than you like volkanovsky which is most of that division for max holloway um but he's more athletic in that position and he gets some good punches off to the body and he just he look he moves better when he's in the orthodox when he switched to uh southpaw and had to stay there for literally entire rounds. He he stands up straight. He leads with his head up when he throws that left hand. Um, he landed the left hand several times, but he, his head was straight up. It was there to be countered. He just had a more t he had a tall stance, and it wasn't as athletic, and he just wasn't as elusive. And and he left himself open in, in the middle of his combinations, and he got caught time and time again. Uh, but. I could see a rematch with this. It would make sense. It, w it was close enough and competitive enough. Um, even though I had it four to one, it was still a com you know a competitive four to one. But it was an obvious winner to me. J Jermaine Durandamy done fucked up. She she looked like a day one fucking black belt uh, out there. She looked like a, a fucking ID network victim on her back. On boys, she 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 didn't know what the fuck was going on. She needs Jermaine Durandamy. Uh, bring your ass to the to, to the motherfucking uh, Thunderdome. We'll teach you. I, I'm not the greatest jujitsu dude, but I, I can at least teach you something. Because uh, Amanda Nunes wasn't really doing anything. Her takedowns were sloppy. Uh, they were telegraphed. Uh, they were shot from far distances. She did. She was just bending at the waist, just taking your legs out from under you, and not even really holding you. She wasn't. She wasn't sucked to you tight. She didn't have her hips down when she was on top. She wasn't heavy on top at all. There was so much room for you to maneuver and get out of there. That's why you almost caught her in a triangle choke. Uh, Jermaine Durandamy almost caught her in a triangle choke at one, t one point. Was eating her ass. Was eating Amanda Nunez. Was, I don't know what the fuck she was doing with those up kicks. It's like she was just wasn't, she wasn't defending them at all. She was staying squared up. Uh, when she was standing over uh, a downed uh, Jermaine Durandamy, you, you have to control the legs and stand in a bladed stance and kind of keep your head back over, you know, behind your lead leg. Uh, you, and that's how you, you get past that. And you, you, you defend the legs and push them to the side and get, you know, half guard, uh, side control, something like that. But she was just standing completely square to the, to the kicks. And, and Jermaine literally rocked her and, and she went down. Like she, she was rocked. She went, she didn't like collapse, but she went down to like, into Jermaine Durandamy's guard at that point, and it looked like she was like probably out for a slight second. Like it rocked her that much, and that was right after her 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 corner was telling her in between rounds. Her corner had just said, "Defend the up kicks. Don't let her land those up kicks. They're dangerous." And she almost got put out with one um, on their feet. Amanda Nunes didn't want any of it. That's why she started taking it to the ground. And she has that, you know, overall game. That's what you need as, an, as a champion. When one thing isn't working, you have to go to something else. Because Jermaine, after that first round, 
When I thought Jermaine looked like she was going to quit, I told y'all she has no heart. She, she pushed through this time. She pushed through that second round, and when she got to that second round, I think she was like, okay, okay, fuck it. And, and she went out and started getting aggressive. She, she got too aggressive and it got, you know, overcompensated, gotten taken down. But her, her stand-up, when they were standing up, she was getting the better shots, the better kicks. Um, it was a competitive, interesting little fight. If she could have just stayed on her feet longer, it, she could have. She definitely could have pulled that upset off. Um, Marlon Marais versus Jose Aldo. Marlon Marais, this motherfucker. Um, I got this fight right. Um, I said Marlon Marais would win, but I don't think he won. Uh, I thought Jose Aldo won rounds two and three. Uh, there's no way that Jose Aldo won the first round. He almost got sat down in the opening seconds. And then, you know, Marlon Marais was doing his front running shit. A Toyota front running with the, with the top down. Um, he came out with a switch step head kick that rocked Jose Aldo, put some punches together. And then he just gasses. I don't know what the fuck happens to Marlon Marais. The same shit that happened with uh, Henry Cejudo. The first round, you're like, this is the, one of the best dudes in the world. He's going to smoke Jose. I was like, he's going to smoke Henry Cejudo. Who, by the way, Henry Cejudo just gave up the fly uh, the flyweight title. So I don't want to hear any of that triple champ shit anymore because you ain't even holding the other title, you motherfucker. You gave it up because he's not going to defend it anytime soon. So Benavidez is fighting Fiera or some shit like that um, for that title. I think Benavidez is finally going to get a title just because somebody, you know, it's going to have an asterisk because Cejudo, um, you know, is relinquishing it. Anyways, Marlon Moraes was beating uh, Henry Cejudo's ass all kinds in their fight in that first round and then it was complete 180 same shit with this uh he had his moments but he completely gassed and his output his strike output went way fucking down after that first round and jose aldo looked good i thought he looked like he could you know slip through a drain or some shit at weigh-ins i thought he looked sick i flabby and sick um but he, he looked good he looked good out there man so um i don't know about giving him a title shot um uh, especially when technically you lost a fucking fight uh, maybe have this rematch. That would be something. Um, maybe fight a guy like Aljamain Sterling or somebody who's up in that that level. Uh, fuck, maybe one of these guys should fight. Maybe Jose Aldo versus Dominic Cruz. That would be fucking dope too. Um, so there was that. Um, Peter Yan came out uh, and, and beat Uriah's motherfucking ass. Uriah Faber's motherfucking ass, man. Uh there's so many fighters in the UFC. I can't remember half of these people. When I saw uh, Peter Yan come out for the fight, I remembered I had seen him fight before. Um, I didn't know he was this good. I mean, his striking w- was pretty solid. Uriah did really well in the uh, at the very early part of the first round. In that first round, he looked like he was gonna. Um, it looked like he had something. It looked like he still had a little left in the tank. You know, he was going forward. He just he he throws one punch. The th- the problem with Uriah Faber is he's just a one right hand, one left hand, or a one two, and that's it. You, you can't you can't do that. You you got to put combinations together. That's what Peter Yan was doing. And those those kicks up the middle, motherfuckers. All you all you fighters and shit. All you strikers out there um, that are learning um, any kind of striking other than boxing, where you can kick. Kicks up the middle. Snap kicks to the fucking chin. That that fucking Anderson Silva to, to Vitor Belfort kick. Uh, push kicks to the face. The, the more Thai style. Uh, um, like a, they call them foot jabs. Um, side kicks. Snap kicks to the belly like like uh, Conor McGregor uses a lot. Especially in that uh, Mendez fight. And, and, and those those things are always there with people's hand with their arm guards, uh, uh, you know, covering. There's always room up the middle, man. There's always space up the middle. And Peter Yan was throwing that a lot and eventually caught Uriah Faber at the end of one of his combinations with it. But he was just more dynamic. 
and he put combinations together, and that's the difference. Uriah Faber just goes in there, throws one punch, backs up, backs up, backs up, um, and and takes punishment. And his fucking eye looked dis- destroyed. He's done, man. I, I, you know, he came back. He gave it another shot, man. Um, this Peter Yan dude looks like he could be, uh, you know, in the mix for a title probably real soon within another fight or two. I'd give him another couple fights, and, and, and then he's probably right there in that mix, man. He's a tough out for anybody in that shit. He, he's, he's the real deal. Uriah, um, no joke, when you go out and smoke a guy like Uriah, I don't care if he is 52 years old uh, on that uh, uh, Randy Couture type shit. I don't give a fuck how old he is. That's, that dude's still a motherfucker. He's still explosive and fast. Um never never tell me that he wasn't on the juice his whole career i ain't gonna believe that shit especially where do you think tj learned all that shit he didn't just fucking google it he didn't go on youtube but hey i ain't gonna sit here and say you know uriah faber was on that shit but i'm gonna kind of go out here and say he was on that shit all of them were on that shit look at chad mendez he even popped for that shit so chad mendez popped tj dillashaw popped y'all see what what benavidez used to look like i'm just saying that, that's the whole crew back in the day. They, that, that was Team Alpha Male right there. I had a homie. My homie T-Lamb had a homie who was in the Ultimate Fighter who came and stayed with us for a little while. He was on that juice big time, and he used to train at Uriah Faber's gym. So I know. His name was Casey Icecold Uscola, if you want to know. He was on one of the earlier um, seasons of the Ultimate Fighter. Um but uh, fuck that. I mean, great fucking card all around. Uh, the other day, what, what did we have? Uh, we had, um, oh, yeah, the Korean Zombie versus Frankie Edgar. That shit was motherfucking uh, zombie came out, man. That dude is a beast, man. You remember, he was beating Yair Rodriguez until we got caught at the literally at the at the buzzer on that back elbow, which was one of the fucking craziest knockouts you'll ever see. Uh, but other than that, this dude went away for two years to serve in the military, uh, came back, um, and he still, he doesn't look, if he never lost two years of his career to, to having to serve in the military, Korean Zombie could be like a, a two-time champ, a defending champ at this belt. He, he's gone. I mean, I don't know. Him versus Volkanovski, that, that is a crazy fight. I'll tell you this right now. That is a fucking, that is a banger because... Korean Zombie has the hand speed to get in and out. Uh, he, he throws from all sorts of angles. He puts combinations. He'll go combination to combination. Volkanovski, his edge is those leg kicks. So egg, those leg kicks are game changers. But that's a back and forth. That's a that's a, that's a crazy matchup. I'd love to see that. Um, but Korean Zombie just came out there and put hands on Frankie Edgar. Frank, Frankie Edgar ain't touched. You couldn't put him out. Remember when he fought Gray Maynard twice? He was all but out in the first round, taking bombs and still got up. Fought one of them, fought back to a draw, and the other one he came back and knocked Gray Maynard out. Um, but back in the day, he had one of the best chins ever. He fought, fought Jose Aldo a few times, a couple times. He fought, uh, um, who, who else knocked him out? Oh, yeah, um, Ortega knocked him out. After that Ortega fight, his chin hasn't been the same, and now he's getting hit, and it's, he's not reacting well to the punches. He's just not—he's not seeing them coming, and when they're hitting him, he's not taking them very well. I think we, we've seen the last of Frankie Edgar. I know he's going to continue to compete, but he's not going to be a title champion anymore. Um, but Chan Sung Jung, uh, the Korean Zombie—that dude's a motherfucker. Do Choi, do. Duho Choi was on that shit. The super, the super boy, the Korean super boy. This dude, uh, Charles Jordan, uh, that was the second best fight on that card, if I remember. Du, Duho Choi, um, he's he's got some hands, man. H- him and um, 
Oh, what's homeboy's name? Cub Swanson. They had a fucking war like last year, the year before. Um, but Charles Jordan was another dude that kind of stood out to me on that card. Volkan Ostermir got a win, but I thought the racket, racket guy fucking won. Anyways, uh, I don't think there's any really big cards until uh, Conor McGregor. So we'll get into that. I think that's the next card. Yeah, it's not until... I don't know when this is. UFC 246. I think it's like January... 18th or something yeah january we got a long time before we have that so i'm gonna get back into that that's 10 days after triple champs first birthday remember that shit we expect cards we expect lavish presents um for the triple champ turning one the original triple champ turning one year old on january 8th homies it's been a year already with the triple champ and he he's fucking throwing up arm bars on on, on his simba doll on his little simba stuffed animal He's throwing up arm bars, no bullshit. Figure form my arm while I'm trying to change his diapers. Homie, this dude, this dude, he's going to be a killer. Um, but uh, Conor McGregor, Cowboy, uh, Cowboy Cerrone, that's, that's a motherfucker. I'm leaning towards McGregor, but we'll, we'll definitely get into that shit. <sighs> what else did we have? We had um, Badr Hari versus Verhoeven. If you're really, really deep into the, to, to the combat sports, um, there was combat jujitsu this past weekend, I think, too. But Badr Hari versus uh, Rico Verhoeven uh, is in glory kickboxing. This was his second fight. This was like, um, this would be like uh, Muhammad Ali, um, you know, Joe Frazier type shit. Like, this is the biggest, this was the biggest kickboxing match since the first one, since the first time they fought. The first time v- uh, Rico Verhoeven, these are heavyweights, fought uh, Badr Hari. Um, Bader Hari got kicked in his arm and it broke in like the first round, so we didn't really get a good ending to that. Well, it kind of happened again. Bader Hari dropped um, Verhoeven. I watched this shit. Dropped Verhoeven in the first round with an overhand right, and then it, uh, the second round, uh, Verhoeven started landing a lot of leg kicks and got back in the fight. And then the third round, uh, Bader Hari dropped Verhoeven again for a second time with a left he- with a lead leg head kick, hit it, threw some punches, and then threw it over the top, clipped. Um, Rico Verhoeven across the dome and he went down and it looked like it was going to be over. Wrong. Badr Hari rushes across the ring once the fight is restarted and throws a spinning back, a spinning wheel kick and lands it with his ankle to the side of, of, I couldn't tell if it hit Verhoeven's head or his gloves, but he landed it awkwardly and he fucked up his ankle and he had to retire again. He lost again due to injury. So he was super pissed, but at least we got three rounds this time. This was back and forth. It looked like Bader Hari with two knockdowns was going to win the fight. He looked like the better fighter. He looked like definitely had the edge, so we got to do it a third time. But that was a dope-ass fight. If y'all, y'all you know, taking your little 10-minute break, you're sitting in the, the handicap stall at work right now, um, go look that fucking fight up. Bader Hari versus Verhoeven 2. Collision 2 was the name of the glory shit. Uh, we had Chavez Jr., the most bitch-ass motherfucker. Uh, uh, alive right now in boxing. This is the second time. This is the second time he quit in the fight. I remember he quit just a couple years ago in the middle of a fight. This motherfucker was actually landing punches and fighting uh, fighting Jacobs uh, this past weekend. Uh, he, w- he was in the fight. He was landing body shots. He was he was exchanging well. He was landing shots himself. He said after the fight that he got his nose broken. But in, in between the fifth and sixth round, I believe it was, fourth and fifth round, somewhere around the fifth round, he, he, he the, the ref came over and asked him if he wanted to continue, and he straight up said no. And then the ref was like, took, took a step back, and he's like, wait. And he asked him again. You don't want to fight? You mean you want to... Qu- he didn't say quit. He's like, you want it to be stopped? And he said, yes. He, he wanted out. 
And then the turd grenades. You don't do that in Mexico. You saw what happened with that Yari Rodriguez versus Jeremy Stevens shit just a couple months ago when Jeremy Stevens got poked in the eye and couldn't continue. They started hucking the turd grenades back then. They were just fucking biting them off and lobbing them into the cage. They started doing that this time too, man. They they went fucking wild. Um, They were already rowdy. They heard that President Trump was getting impeached. They were already fucking fired up, homies. They 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 were they were fucking pre-gaming pre-gaming homie they never stopped pre-gaming from the trump impeachment and they were fucking they were fucking throwing all kinds of shit at chavez as he ran out of the ring jacobs was getting hit with some shit while he was in the ring he's like i didn't do shit um but and after the fight he only made it worse chavez made excuses he said that that jacobs was headbutting him elbowing him in the in, in the fight never saw that not never saw it one time uh, not intentionally at least um and then he said his nose was broken, and he said he wanted a rematch. You don't get a rematch for quitting, motherfucker. If you take a bad Betty home from the motherfucking club, and you've been soused up all fucking night, and you try to bang out, and you can't get your motherfucking shooter up, that Betty's dipping. She ain't calling you back, homie. If you give her no dick, if you take her down, take her home to dick her down and give her no dick, she ain't calling you back, homie. You go into a motherfucking fight and quit, straight quit in the fifth round, you don't get a motherfucking rematch, homie. You don't get another chance to beat the pussy up, homie. Better luck next time. Stop by 7-Eleven, the cash register right next to it, next to the little the, 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 the little uh, tray where you could put the extra penny that somebody can borrow. Right next to that, there's a little spinning wheel. It has all the little, the little uh, uh, dick pills you need. You stop there for a Slurpee on the way home from the club. Use that as an excuse to get you a little dick pill, and you go bang out. If you don't do that, and you pull a little fucking, a little chubber out, it's, it's game over. The Betty is gone, homie. You, 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 you ain't even, you're going to fucking whiskey dick your own self. You ain't even going to be able to jerk off. You don't get a motherfucking rematch, Chavez Jr. You get, you get these turds. These motherfuckers were bent over, pants around the ankles, shitting in each other's hands. Not even in their own hands. They were shitting in each other's hands and throwing other people's turds at this motherfucker. That's how pissed off they were. That was crazy. It's like a fucking walking by the the the, the little monkey exhibit at the zoo and shit. They're all they're all having turd fight wars like 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 snowballs and shit. Like a snowball fight, but these motherfuckers are chucking turds. No fiber in them too. They hurt when they hit you. They don't just splatter. There's no fiber. You get knocked out from one of those turds, homie. Chavez Jr., what the fuck were you doing, homie? Soft ass shit. Seriously soft. And that's why that's why you get the, the, the D-boy of boxing moniker. You get the D-boy of boxing moniker because you are soft just like the motherfucking D-boys. D-boys, you are the Chavez Jr. of the NFL. Ooh, woof. Take that shit. You're the Chavez Jr. of the NFL. You bitch-ass, chauncey-ass motherfuckers, you. Lest we digress. It t- it t- I got the taste in my mouth. I'm over here screwed face. I can, I can taste it. Like like the, the, the sorriness of the Cowboys is so palpable. I can taste it. Ugh, it's disgusting. Let me sip some of this pumpkin spice. Uh, uh, Bailey's right here. Moving right along, man. Uh, what else do we got? Um, 
Trump got Trump Trump got uh, impeached. Um, chill out, all you homies that are out here fucking ticker taping out in the out in the streets. I heard y'all you were le- lighting fireworks and shit, um, trying to push my car over and shit out in the fucking street. Uh, simmer down. He ain't going nowhere. It's all farce. It's all just fucking bullshit. Uh, he ain't, they ain't they ain't impeach they they impeaching them, but they ain't, they ain't kicking them out. They still have to have this fucking lavish. Uh, um, which they might not even have trial for this dude, and that they're, they're not gonna fucking Senate's not gonna kick his motherfucking ass. You saw you saw Bill Clinton, he got impeached for getting his motherfucking dick sucked, and then he was still there. He still finished his term. He did two full terms. There ain't nothing gonna change for Trump. Um, this was just a you know a little excuse to have a little pre Christmas party in the in, in the fucking Senate and shit. That's all they were fucking doing, because uh, this ain't gonna lead nowhere. Um, but. You know, it riled the Mexicans up over in Mexico with that Chavez Jr. fight. I saw that shit. They came out wilding. I ain't even hating on them. That's not hate. Uh, they, they, you know, I, I never fuck with them, man. They, you, you fucking piss them off, especially with boxing, homie. They, they, that's their, that's their bread and butter. Best, some of the best fights of all time are Mexican boxers involved. Just throwing hands. That's why they say that's Mexican style. It's just throwing bombs, exchanging, not running. Um, but President Trump, Trump will still be there. What else did we have? We had Nick Cannon coming back. Told y'all last week, Nick Cannon came with two two diss tracks. This time he done shot himself in the foot. I ain't even gonna play it this time. It's called the invitation is canceled. This dude's not. This dude comes out calling Eminem racist for all sorts of shit that came out. This this fucking song Foolish Pride came out like literally thirty years ago that he put on like a tape that he didn't. I don't know how they got it. There was no cloud or anything for him to say. This is when. Eminem was 15 years old. He said, um, black girls are stupid. Black girls are dumb. Because a black girl had just dumped him when he was 15 years old after he left him and Kim broke up or some shit. So he made a stupid fucking song. Benzino tried to use it. Eminem wrote Yellow Brick Road, an entire track basically about that shit and apologizing for it. It's been, it's been old news. This motherfucker Nick comes back and tries to make a little hook with it and then just spends a whole track. First of all, half the track is him playing Eminem dissing him. The hardest bars of the whole fucking track were Eminem's dissing him. He roasted, he roasted his own self on his own diss track. That's some crazy shit. And then he came out with some some weak-ass bars. I mean, Doc, Dr. Seuss, you can't even call him Dr. Seuss bars. These ain't even Clifford the Big Red Dog bars. D- these shits is whack. I mean, I could look up, honestly, I could look up, we're going to do that. I could look up Dr. Seuss right now. Dr. Seuss right now. Um, rhymes, and I guarantee the rhyme scheme and the rhymes are gonna be way better than this mother. This motherfucker was trying to rhyme words that don't rhyme. You ain't Eminem, homie. You you talking shit about Eminem and trying to use his steez and not even coming close with it. Um, let me get some. What? Where the fuck? Fucking internet always fucked up. But anyways, uh, Nick Cannon came out and just spent a whole fucking time about a whole song about how Eminem is racist. Because he said black girls are dumb when he was 15 years old. It was, it was, it was fucking brutal. Homie, seriously brutal. Here, here, I, here I go. Let's see what we got here. Whatever we got first. Um, here we go. Uh, nah, I don't want that one. But I guarantee you put any of this shit up. Um, here we go. Here's a, here's a Dr. Seuss rhyme. Tougher than anything um, Nick Cannon spit on any of those whack-ass diss tracks. Then... I saw a new kind, and they were good too. How could I pick one? Now what should we do? We could only pick one. That is what my dad said. But how could I make up? 
that my mind and my head flames flames right there one for one dr seuss murdering nick cannon this motherfucker made himself look like an ass i i watched I, I, I sometimes I go down those reaction video rabbit holes. Uh, I watched a bunch of those, and I basically just read the comments just to see, you know, people talking some shit. You know, sometimes there's some gems in there, and, and nobody. I haven't seen anybody defend Nick Cannon. Not even his own manager was defending him. He's like, that shit was stupid. This motherfucker came out here and tried to make Eminem, a guy who grew up in black culture, who's put and helped many black artists get on and, and been a part of the culture. Man, this dude is fucking the least racist motherfucker. This dude went on on national TV on BET and spit a whole verse uh, uh, talking shit about Donald Trump and, and, and police shooting you know black people and all sorts of shit. Go listen to the Revival album. That's all the whole thing was. Crazy. And then has the nerve to say he's not a lyricist and all that, but all this and, and and but then in his own fucking interviews has called him his favorite rapper, called Eminem his favorite. This dude is on some wild ass shit, and he just fucked his own shit up. I was hoping M might respond, but now it's like there's no fucking point. This dude, this dude's the only guy to kill himself on wax. This dude played all Eminem's dope ass little one liners against him on his own track. Wild homie, just some fucking wild ass shit. I don't know what to tell y'all, man. But um, moving right along, I mean, th- that's it, homies. I mean, I don't, I don't got a whole lot. It's a little shorter of an episode. It's Christmas Eve, homies. Hopefully y'all are, are fucking chilling, um, you know, drinking some eggnog and, and, and some rum like, you know, I was doing and some shit like that. The Triple Champs coming up on a year long. Um, it's been a, it's, you know, it's been a decent year. Been a decent year. Um, hopefully y'all, your year was a lot better uh, than mine. Um, but we still kicking. We still, we still, you know, hammering away here. We ain't going nowhere. Episode 100 is coming uh, this year. We're going to have a fucking extravaganza like you've never seen for that. Uh, stay tuned. And, and best believe, uh, if somehow the Cowboys do make it into the playoffs, I'll be yip-yapping up a motherfucking hurricane, homeboys. I'll be on here yip-yapping. And if they not, I won't be saying a motherfucking thing. Um, but right now, if I had to pick just before I dip out, I'd have to say Ravens versus Saints. That's just what I'm seeing right now. Ravens versus Saints. I think, you know, uh, they probably got the best defense, and they've been scoring a lot of fucking points to score. They, they, they ate the fucking Niners defense's ass not too long ago. Uh, and the Ravens, who's stopping that motherfucker over there? So um, there you have it, motherfuckers. I'm going to get the fuck out of here. It's Christmas motherfucking Eve. Open y'all presents. Uh, uh, fuck y'all anyways. Um, but at the same time, uh, I, I know y'all you know, basking in my, my fucking pain and my D-boys pain, but at the same time, I love y'all motherfuckers. Tell your homies to tell that homies uh whiskey sick podcast is number 93 homies i'm out motherfuckers Strong for your mom, but you fight with your brother in time. You'll scubby, we die for each other now. Climb in and buckle up, smile, cause it's not enough time. We can buy love. Oh, bye, so you got love. 
the flight, we know that you can't land The highs, we know that you can't stand Good eye, look alive, gotta run, slide The second pride is your weapon now, try not to question how I wasn't ever around vibes, I just never found ways I can tell you that I'm okay, cause I'm not And I'm fading and there's no way I'd walk with you waiting till the phone rang But I'm taught, never mention to show pain So I'm lost, your patient and there's no blame You gotta keep your head and your grades up Stay tough, look them in the eyes and you straight up Fake once, took them by surprise, now they pay up Pray just in case I wake up and face Today, jump, stay clutch to faith No way luck can save, I make up for days I made such a waste, stay stuck in ways Remain much the same, I gave up for shame to say Parking ain't far, there's a part that I can't bear It's dark and I can't spare sparking It's not fair, heart, it's just not there It's hard when your thoughts break Caught in the crosshairs Shot down, now you lost, scared Hope you understand why I turn my back To hide my tears, get my word, I'd act like a man But a rat can't turn that back, oh no It's not the same from the start, I made it broke Give me promise it's hard to say, oh In your heart one day to open my eyes and your arms and say, Oh, oh, oh. I know it's not the same and it's hard to say, but I drove this apart so far away. Oh, oh, oh. Hope you can find it in your heart someday to show me life who you are. Just say, Oh, oh. Another year, now we're near gone on your big days wrong, but a bit late, spent that never is. I'm betting I'll forever live. To regret every moment that I let you down So just keep on hoping that you come back round oh. Hearts break when the shadow won't make one sound That's fake, nothing after the same right now oh, no. Take a breath, make a wish, hold it in Close, don't blow again, nope, hope goes within Go, now all the candles fade out Proud, I can never say how much I always felt found There was nothing else I would die for it like I would you Stay alive for it like it's down to five for it. Always keep what I swore like I would you Get up, you'll be late. Mom can see safe. The front never leaves stay. Touch makes you safe. Good luck, you're the man of the house now. Tough love, you can handle no doubt. Sounds like you're growing up quicker than you learned. That I burn bridges in return. Try to earn each back from the miles that you walked all alone. Try to smile, no more talk coming home. I know it's not the same from the start. I made it broke. If you promise, it's hard to say. Oh, oh, oh. Hope you can find it in your heart one day to open my eyes and your arms and say, oh. Said, then I hang up. Please don't you give up, believe in me, know that I never wanted it to ever go like this Like it's always haunted me, never know my kids, they grew and became men Truth is the day's end, losing you made sense, why? Deserving of you, I never was, always hurting a few that I ever loved No words that could prove that ever once, stop loving you I love you from the start, I made it, broke every promise it's hard to say Oh, 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 find in your heart one day to open my eyes and your arms to say oh